Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harrison. Off on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel, who's going to be our assistant engineer today. Hi! And that sample you just heard was Frozen Star by Greyhawk, who I've got on the show with me right now. They've got a new album called Keepers of the Flame, which is set to release via Fighter Records on June 16th. Right now, I'm being joined by Darren to share some stories about the music and share more info about what the boys have got going on. So, Darren, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Glad to be on the show. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Let's go listen back to that track, Frozen Star. Frozen Star! Coming back from the track Frozen Star, which, I mean, the interesting thing is that the track title Frozen Star sounds like something that wouldn't be as energetic and explosive of a track as it is, but it pretty much opens up taking prisoners right from the get-go. 
Yeah, you got it. Um, that's we wanted to open the album with something nice and high energy, and that just felt felt like the the right pick. Yeah. Now I'm curious, what is this track about, or does it lend itself to a concept album of sorts? Um, I guess you could say loosely. Um, it's definitely not a concept album, but. Um, you know, when we were started to create this album and talk about lyrical content and themes and whatnot, um, myself, our singer Rev writes all the lyrics. So, but we sat down and talked talking about concepts. We started watching a lot of those old sci-fi fantasy mashup flicks from the late seventies, early eighties, and um, like you know, Crawl and The Last Starfighter and stuff like that. And we kind of got really inspired by that Im- that imagery and that atmosphere. And you can, if you've seen the album cover, you'll probably notice that too. There's a guy with a flaming fire sword and, and a blaster on his hip. So they're, um, you know, we kind of got inspired by that stuff. So a lot of these lyrics are kind of, you know, based on, you know, fantasy stuff, time travel, you know, warrior spirit, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's kind of what we're talking about in Frozen Star as well. Okay. I guess maybe unpackage if you can, or if you will, or if you'd like to, on what's happening with this frozen star. I mean, this is, I was actually just re- recently reading a lot of uh, astro, astronomical, that's what I was going to say, astrological, but astronomical um, literature on stars, quasars, galaxies, all this sorts of thing. So the idea of a frozen star immediately doesn't make sense to me now that I've read <laughs> So I guess take us through what's going on in this star. Is there a solar system? What's happening with the world around, if there is a world? Is there a system? What I have so many questions. <laughs> no, I understand. And I guess like a frozen star kind of is like, you know, you would talk about like a dead sun kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the and, and, you know, lyrics are, are are up to a lot of interpretation. They mean different things to different people. Um, there isn't really so much. There's kind of like a gray, uh, a universe that we are kind of creating within our lyrics. You know, there's certain characters that are reappearing here and there. Like, if you listen back to our EP, I mean, not to get too far off topic of this song, but if you listen back to our EP, there's a song called The Serpent King. And then on this song, there's a song called, and this album is a song called Ophidian Throne, which is kind of the, sequ- the sequel to it. Um so in in this one, you know, it's it, again, it's kind of that whole sci-fi fantasy mashup world. You know, this the lyrics are kind of like, you know, um, I would be better at answering that than me. Um, but um, yeah, it's just it's just a, a cool, you know, trip on a sci-fi fantasy mashup plane to some faraway lands and warriors, gods, time travelers, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to think of a bass-related question, because obviously you did some bass. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, in any, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my job in the band is to do the bass and, you know, a lot of arrangement and songwriting and themes and stuff like that, so. Yeah, I always kind of, I'm always, bass is such an important instrument that I don't think people realize, and so I'm always kind of curious to just be like, awesome, somebody who plays the bass and shows up to an interview on time, you are a <laughs> unicorn. So, <laughs> what... I guess from a bass perspective, or maybe from any other perspectives, if if you do, you mentioned you do a little bit more than just obviously play the bass. When you guys wrote this song, and you did say you wanted to open the album with a nice high energy track, was that an intention then in creating this song, or was the song already born? Ah, get it, star born, frozen, dead. Yeah. <laughs> or, or was was the star already born? Uh, yeah, and it, it was actually. Now that you mentioned that, this 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 is, that's an interesting one. This this song in particular, our guitar player Jesse 
had written the framework of it on a previous solo project that he kind of released on YouTube. And uh, I was listening to it with him one day, and we were kind of like, hey, man, this song's really good. Do you think we could rework it to fit the Greyhawk style? And he was he was like, yeah, if you guys want, let's let's do that. So we kind of – the original version was very, very light and very Euro power metal sounding, and we kind of just darkened it up a bit, made it a little more aggressive and faster, and kind of turned it into a Greyhawk song. Mm-hmm. I don't think you kind of turned it into a Greyhawk song. I think it is a Greyhawk song. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, now, I guess that take, takes me to my next question, and this could be saved more for the album, but since I immediately received the idea, we'll roll with it, is what is a Greyhawk song? How do you turn some other song into a Greyhawk song? Can that so, question be answered? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, um, one thing we do, we definitely aren't, I wouldn't say we're a band that is necessarily reinventing the wheel. You know, we're not a proggy, you know, fifteen twenty-five time signature band that's going to change, completely change the sound of metal. We're definitely playing classic sounding stuff. But we, that being said, we like to pride ourselves on putting our own spin and our own style on it. And we like to say that our songs are kind of, if you had a recipe for a Greyhawk song, it would be three equal parts of shred, power, and classic metal. You know, just take those elements, all the good groovy rhythms of, you know, um, classic heavy metal and the catchy vocal lines. And then you add the technical proficiency and kind of the atmosphere of, <clears throat> of power metal. And then, you know, just some blistering neoclassical shred in there. And you kind of have Greyhawk summed up in a nutshell. Cool. You know what I like is that you've thought about this and you've, you've just like, no, I'm ready. I'm, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm true keeper of the flame. All right. Well, speaking of keepers of the flame, let's go listen to that track, Keepers of the Flame. Keepers of the Flame.
All right, come back from the track, Keepers of the Flame. Most important track on the album, obviously, because it's the title track of the album. Also closes out the album and seems a little bit different of a pace than Frozen Star. Very different pace. Uh, this one's very, uh, you'd almost say slow to mid-paced. Um, it's more anthemic. Um, there's some, you know, but I guess there's some synth in both of them, but there's prominent synth, especially at the beginning. Um, this one kind of has a Malmsteen, Black Star kind of vibe to it. Um, a friend of mine described it as mid-paced Stradivarius meets Dio, which, hey, I'm not going to argue with that at all. I'll take all the Dio comparisons I can get all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we really wanted to have something that was, um, this was actually the last song written for the album. Um, it kind of inherited the title keepers of the flame because that's what we wanted to call the album. Um, but we definitely wanted to have, you know, uh, like a, a kind of a battle cry from the, from above, you know, a, 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 an anthem that people could really sing along with. And, um, that carries kind of the positive uplifting message that, you know, we kind of like to bring with our music. Wow. Very cool. So many, so many follow-up questions. Go for um, it. Yeah. So first one, actually, four, so four follow-up questions. Not even really a question, but the other one was, you want a comparison to Dio, so I was going to make a joke that if I hold your artwork upside down, Greyhawk actually spells Satan. <laughs> maybe, I, yeah, maybe <laughs> that, would, that would be a good Dio comparison there, too. <laughs> or Devil or something like that. And then, yeah. um, so you mentioned this was, that Keep It Up The Flame was the last song written for the album. So I'm curious then, at what point was the uh, the writing style for the album? Because I mean, each album, even though it it sounds like a Greyhawk album, each album kind of has its own flavor. So I guess my question is, was the flavor of the album already determined by that point in time? And if so, what what track I guess would you say was it? Yeah, this is the album sound. And how did this track I guess fit into that? Um, I think kind of the sound on this album is this, it's a very, it's, it's quite a varied album. If you listen to it, you know, there's a lot of fast stuff, but then you have stuff like keepers of the flame, which is mid paced. Um, then you have, we actually have a, a ballad on the album. Um, there's an instrumental, there's lots of different stuff. And I think the, that, that really started to come into play when we wrote a song called black peak and black peak is a very, is definitely a journey. It's a mid-paced song at the beginning. It kind of breaks down into a really atmospheric, you know, slow, melodic middle section. Then it just takes off into like some fast, fast blistering metal at the end. And that's when we kind of had the idea that, you know, let's just write whatever we want. If we want to write this kind of song, let's write this kind of song. As long as they all tie together thematically and production-wise and atmosphere-wise and sound like they fit on an album. Like, obviously, you don't want to have, you know a power ballad and a gent song and a black metal song and, you know, a polka song on the same album. But, you know, you can definitely vary up the types of songwriting, you know, and that's one of the complaints I hear from people about newer sounding traditional metal bands is they kind of, all the songs are real similar, you know, like the songs are good, but they all kind of sound the same. So it was a very conscious decision to try to vary things up. Yeah. Post melodic technical polka. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you guys are using the same trigger sample as that other band. Whatever, man. We're, we're nobody else is doing post polka, so there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Now, if you enjoyed the tracks "Frozen Star" and "Keepers of the Flame," then you'll be super excited to know that on June 16th, via Fighter Records, which is so aptly appropriately named, at least for the artwork for this album, 
Um, album release called Keepers of the Flame is going to be released via Fighter Records on June 16th. So I guess my question, because, you know, these two tracks are so different and something that you mentioned, Darren, was like, hey, man, let's just write whatever we want to write as long as it it fits. So my question is, Keepers of the Flame, tell us about this record. When we pick it up, what should we expect? Um, you should expect uh, the first thing that people talk, say about Greyhawk, and I agree with this, you should expect a lot of fun. You should expect an album that you're really gonna that's really gonna make you feel good. You're gonna enjoy listening to it. You're gonna want to sing along. You're gonna get some riffs and some melodies and stuff stuck in your head. You're gonna hear some really crazy musicianship. There's world class guitar players in this band. Um, you're gonna hear really steady, classic driving heavy metal rhythms. Um, you know, my biggest guy on bass for this one is Jimmy Bain from the Dio years. You know me and Nate like to keep it locked in and keep it, keep the groove driving. And you're going to hear some really expertly done different operatic vocals, uh, from our singer Rev. He is extremely technically proficient. He's opera trained, but he definitely sings in his own style. And, you know, I guess the people, if people were to compare him to someone, it would be like uh, the dude from Visigoth or maybe Hansi from blind guardian, you know, he's mid ranged. So you're going to get, um, you're going to get a fun record. You're going to get a varied record. You're going to get a lot of different atmospheres. And I don't think anyone's going to be bored listening to it. Wow. Very cool. Now, typically this time of year, we'd be chatting about all those wonderful summer festivals in Europe. You would be taking over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we would. And that was going to happen. Uh, you know, we have had, I think, five festival appearances that a couple of which have been canceled. The other ones rescheduled. We rescheduled the West coast tour in April. Um, several shows we're supposed to play with Flotsam and Jetsam and power glove and lots of cool stuff. It's just all on the back burner for right now, but you know, you can't do, we can't do anything about it. It's just the way the world is right now. So we're just going to have to wait it out. And hopefully this record comes back. The bright side is, when the album comes out, everyone's going to be at home to hear it. So everyone's going to have time to sit down and listen to the new Greyhawk record. You have no excuse. Exactly. That's right. Now, and we will be and we will be back out there. Yes. Now, is there any news that maybe I didn't bring up that you wanted to chat about besides the the world ending? Um no, I mean you, uh, June 16th Fighter Records, that's the main uh that's the main uh news that we got going on right now we got the album will be out on all formats you'll be able to get it on digital uh well maybe not eight track piano scrolls or anything like that but it'll be out on digital vinyl and cd kind of the ones everyone likes it'll be available for pre-order for pre-order soon and order worldwide um we have i'm just i'm taking this time to design lots of new merchandise so there's going to be new t-shirts you know bandanas uh whatever else we can conjure up by then so there'll be lots of fun stuff to pick up in the meantime, and yeah, like, you know, lots of bands, not, it's not just us. There's lots of bands out there putting out cool new albums that can't do anything. So make sure, you know, while we have all this time to pay attention and listen to music that you get out there and listen to all this cool stuff coming out and buy a record if you like it. Support these people. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, Darren, unless there's anything else you wanted to throw out there, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Hey, thanks, man. And uh, we appreciate what you do to podcasts like this or what are keeping the underground alive. So thank you for what you do.
hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.